Hi, this is Nayetta. Hi, this is Tiffany. And welcome to The Health Show. Welcome back, folks, and thank you for tuning in for our second series, The Year of the Arts. This month, our ninth episode for the month of September, we spread awareness about how art can help facilitate healthy development in youth. Does it matter if kids have art in school? Did you know, according to files.eric.ed.gov, 93% agree that the arts are vital to providing a well-rounded education for children. Also, according to these files, 86% agree in arts education encourages and assists in the improvement of a child's attitudes towards school. Also, according to DoSomething.org, new brain research shows that not only does music improve skills in math and reading, but it promotes creativity, social development, personality adjustment, and self-worth. Also, according to DoSomething.org, students who study art are four times more likely to be recognized for academic achievement and three times more likely to be awarded for school attendance. Today's podcast music is provided by Davian Abney Music. To get your very own custom beats, email him at davianabneymusic at gmail.com. That's D-A-V-I-O-N-A-B-N-E-Y music at gmail.com. Oh, September. Fall is here. Is it though? We live in Texas. Fall is... (laughs) gets here like november 37th but it is september it is a great month and do you remember the 21st that is september i know september 11th okay that's kind of sad let's talk about our fire but okay is that the is that when libra comes into season september it does in about a day and are you ready it's It's about to be libra yeah it's coming it's a coming libra season well, you know, this month has been a really great month. And and so last month we were actually off for the whole season of August. Mm-hmm. And I really needed that. And Tiffany needed that. And mm-hmm. Davian, we really needed that as a whole group. This is like our little mini family. So mm-hmm. we all just needed a break from each other. We all just needed to relax and enjoy August. Okay. okay? <laughs> and so um, let's get You guys can't see my face. Okay, <laughs> so this month we're talking about art and education, and um, we want to know about each other. You know what art like was like for us in this in school. Well, so, what was like what was like for you in school? Uh, I'm an '80s baby. Okay, '80s. Hey, okay. <laughs> that was a gang. <laughs> but art, like for me in school, I really enjoyed colors and but. Art was in my home, so I had art in school. I had the best of both worlds. You know, art was my father drawing, and we're doing um, um, paintings with, I mean, not paint, but pencil drawings of, of human um, facial expressions. Mm-hmm. And then in school, it was just like more coloring and drawing in the lines um, and just being able to express myself. And so I am a huge lover of art. I love to draw, I love to paint. I love to be a creative. I always think outside the box. Uh, what you shaking your head for? Because <laughs> I was talking about you in school. You done went over. I'm sorry. Right. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Okay. Now, because okay. we got the other oh, questions. I'm sorry. Okay. Yeah, okay. So what? So what were I like in school? Okay. So I, I was, when I was in school. Okay. <laughs> you know what? Let's go to Tiffany. <laughs> Tiffany, how were you in school? Because I'm just a mess. But I loved. <laughs> I started with music. Music is what is my art creative outlet i was you know in choirs and uh and did you know a lot of class plays and things like that so in my elementary school uh, about fourth grade is when you started getting in clubs and mm-hmm. so we had this club for talented and gifted kids called odyssey of the mind and we would create plays and we would write the you know write the entire script and we, i would write songs right. and we would sing them what song do you write Oh, I had a whole play about this grandma. Okay, so <laughs> they give you a task. So basically, like, it's like, okay, kids, make up a tall tale based on, a, uh, you know, just make up a tall tale. So we right. made up our tall tale mm-hmm. about Pensacola, Florida. Mm-hmm. And so I came with this whole idea. Of, <laughs> it's so funny. You know, we're not so, going to go to Pensacola. Hey, it was an award-winning play, okay? We won our, our regional. We, we, lost, we got second place in the district, but that's okay. But I, we were able to create the sets. We created props. Huh. So, you know, I was like the director, art director. Like visual art. Yeah, yeah. So, so I'm, big... a th- I'm a theater 
music kind of kid. But we did have art class, and my art teacher was one of our advisors. And so I remember drawing portraits. We mm. did a lot of um, chalk and uh-huh. like chalk um, pastels and oil pastels. And so um, my elementary school was really great about getting us in art things. And then once I got to high school and middle school, it was all music for me. So I didn't really do visual okay. art. So did you, did you play any instruments? Yes, I played the clarinet. I can see you playing. I, can, I played piano. <laughs> I could not play the piano. I played the piano because very well. I just could not play the piano. That's cool. I still cannot play the piano I very well. I cannot even do what's that song? Dun, dun, dun. Chopsticks. Dun, 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 and, dun, dun, and yes, Heart and Soul. Heart and Soul is the main of my existence yes. because I cannot play Heart and Soul. That's I always crazy. forget that note. Dun, 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 dun. Dun, 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 it's like dun. I always get the flat note yeah. and I just give up and you know. But it's okay. Art school was great though. It was something I look forward to. My music teacher, Mr. Zavala, shout out in Marquette Elementary. He was great. He was very encouraging to just keep singing and you know understanding music. Huh. So yeah, art was great. That's, you know what? That's crazy. I still talked to my um my my piano teacher, Miss Buckner, mm. um at Colonial Learning Center. You made me think about that. I'm just sitting here like listening to you. You know, you telling me, you know, um, who inspired you? What did you do as far as like a visual artist? And I was like, you know what? I played the piano from like the second grade all the way through like seven to. That's a long time. Yeah, I only did clarinet for like three years, and then once I got to middle school and I saw marching bands, I could wait. <laughs> I gotta walk and do this? Oh, no. I don't know how to play basketball. I'll just run around this court. I'm not doing that health football field. You can't make me. And so, <laughs> I can totally see you doing yes, that. Yes, yes, this was my conversation with my mom. She was like, You gotta do marching band? Because my best friend in the whole world, she did band all the way into college. So, okay. Like, she was a drummer. Her brother was a drummer. Mm-hmm. So, uh, music and art, and it was always a part of my, my everyday life. But how do you think it helped you develop as? The person, the out of the box thinking person you are now. See, now you can talk about who you are now. You know what? She don't shout about me. She <laughs> give me a title. <laughs> um, it what you see today, the health show. Um, art has has been my very existence. Um, it has developed me to always push out um, side of the box. Um, art has always musically. Um, has been my best friend mm-hmm. you know um, art has put me in a place of um, calmness mm-hmm. a place of, to, to, of, of thoughtfulness to think mm-hmm. um, as one of my friends always he's a, he always says he says um, think think twice speak once mm-hmm. and that's how I feel art kind of <laughs> does for me yeah, I think I've ever heard that phrase. Yeah, think twice. Gonna borrow it. <laughs> but yeah, but I love art. It, it it has made me to the person I am today. It, it continues to develop who I am as far as a health show and, and mental health and being able to be creative in the year of the arts and um and allow me to. I think art being the health show helps me to um to be that um. What do you call it? To be an advocate, to mm-hmm. to be an advocate for those that really can't speak for themselves. So I think art, what you see, what I'm doing for the health show, what we are doing for the health show, it is truly an art form. Yeah. Yes. Truly. We're creating and and we're spreading awareness and we're creating a image of what mental health could be and how we could discuss it. Mm-hmm. And I mean, our last question, you know, how is it beneficial to the mental health of a young person as a a therapist that uses art a lot in my work. Um, it just depends on the kid, but I have kids that come in as artists and they protect their art really very closely. Like, you know, having art classes is, causes them anxiety. Mm-hmm. And so I don't do art with them. I'm like, mm-hmm. you know what? This is your safe space to just talk. And I know that you're going to process it. Then there's other kids that just don't have any exposure to it. And, you know, I let them let them paint. They're just like, I, I can touch this. I'm like, yeah, yeah. I don't just buy for me. I mean, I would, but kind of have to do whole work here. But uh, it, it just really gives them a voice. And as you'll hear in some of our discussions, how deep that can go, um, how art can just help someone visualize and, and conceptualize who they are as a person yeah. and make sense of their life. And if you have, if you've been listening to the Help Show, um, guys, that's what we've been doing all year. Mm-hmm. You know, we have. We're showing you, when you guys are listening to um, the people that we interview, how art 
has truly helped them um, in the path that they're going through, this journey of life that they're they're going through. Mm -hmm. And so it's very beneficial for the um, for mental health for a young person. Um, I, from the guests we had um, last month, from the first guest we had from sex trafficking, mm -hmm. from hip-hop therapy, from, you know, Father's Day um, with Frederick Douglass, with... Um, Frank Frazier. The infamous. <laughs> the infamous girl. But um art but but mental health and um art is, is it goes hand in hand. Mm -hmm. And um the interviews that we that we had that we had for the show, it shows that. From okay. from the you know, from what um Mr. Chandler has said and also what Andrea has said, you know, so, about what art is. You'll hear more. But uh, and please stay tuned to our Instagram. Nyetta is doing a brilliant job with finding wonderful art teachers all across the country that try to inspire their kids with just the way they carry themselves. Um, one of my faves is the young lady who has the Miss Frizzle. If you Miss Frizzle, I like Miss Frizzle. If you remember the Magic School Buzz, yeah. kids. Uh, her art shows all over her outfits. So. Um, just stay tuned to our Instagram. Yeah. Nyetta does a brilliant job with that. Thank uh, you, thank it, you. It couldn't be me. I'm not gonna. What? Yeah. What? I, you know what? Social, I really social media is not even a thing. <laughs> you know, I really like the lady that was from Haiti. You know, I had to put Haiti on the block because of Asian Haitian young lady won the champ. You know, um, the U.S. Tennis. Oh, you're talking about the, the U.S. Open. Yeah, the U.S. Open. And so I had to keep the flow. <laughs> Look at you like, what? She, she thinking out the box. I'm not going to do it. <laughs> it makes sense to you. It probably makes sense. <laughs> well, guys, um, this month we do have two special guests. And, and so Tiffany and I are so excited for you to, you know, hear the interview. So enjoy and please stay tuned. Hi, this is Nyetta. And you're listening to The Help Show. Today, I am with Andrea Davis, and she's with the Dallas Art Therapy Center. And um, this month, we're talking about art and education. But this is a very special guest because she's actually, you know what? Let me let her tell what she does. You know, I got this real bad, Andrea. I just started telling what you do. <laughs> okay, <laughs> so, okay. He's like, stop, stop. <laughs> so I'm first, we're going to just start the interview um, and I'm just going to start with, you know, what drew you to working with art in, in your practice? Well, first of all, thank you for having me on The Help Show. This is so exciting and wonderful and uh, the great thing that you're doing. Um, so I was born here in Dallas and I, you know, always loved doing art. Okay. Um, as a child, I used to make my own Barbie clothes <laughs> out of my old t-shirts <laughs> and sew little sparkles and and uh, beads on them and make Christmas presents every year. Oh, you know. did Christmas presents. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I did it all. Um, but, uh, but most of all, um, what I found was that art was um, my solace okay. in um, hard times. So, um, so I would do things that would uh, show people I love them and care about them. Yeah. And then later, um, when I went to college, I did the standard psychology studies and graduated and couldn't find a job and taught school for five years okay and then I found somewhere called the Art Therapy Institute which does not exist anymore oh no but at that time it was in my same zip code and I had never heard of it and I thought wow that this is something important Okay. So I called the number, and it just so happened that that weekend they were having an art exhibit at the Mental Health Association. Okay. So I was invited to go and check it out. There was okay. going to be an art exhibit and a like a North Texas Art Therapy Association meeting. And so I went and I met all of the people, and I saw the art, and that's when I knew this was where I needed to go because huh. I saw this um, – this doll that I can't I won't forget this doll it was um it was like a baby doll that was hand sewn okay and it was wearing like a real life baby dress okay. but it was like torn and tattered uh -huh. and then there was a little letter that the artist had written next to the doll huh. and it said um I will take good care of you and make sure that you have pretty clothes to wear and food to eat you know oh. so basically what it was encompassing was the adult right 
nurturing for that child part that wasn't cared for. Right. Now able to, and it was all, all of this information bundled into one art piece, and it was just like tears flow. Oh, you know, I was, that, it just touched oh, me wow. so much. So that's kind of when I knew this was where I needed to go because it was so healing for not just that artist, the okay. artist client, okay. but everyone that witnesses it. Right. If it's witnessed, you know, right. can also find healing in that as well. So right. there's like a ripple effect, which is kind of amazing. Is, yeah. So I, I became an art therapist, which wasn't that easy, but <laughs> <laughs> five years later, you know. Um, and so, um, so now in Texas, we have a dilemma. We don't have any schools in Texas for art therapists. So huh. um, I do supervise students, though okay. they come from out of state. Okay. Um, and then people that live in Texas go out of state um, hmm. or do online. Um, so they really, really want to be an art therapist. Like they're super passionate therapists and doubly educated because you have to have an LPC and an art therapy sets two master's degrees usually. Oh, wow. So highly educated therapists, but (laughs) we're going to talk more about this because what about with social work? Because you know, you You can do it with social work also. Yes. And LMFT as well. Oh, wow. But in Texas, we have a special situation where the LPC board umbrellas the term art therapy. So art therapists that have earned that degree Mm -hmm. are protected in Texas from other people using art therapy as a title um, without the education. However, there's a loophole. There's always a loophole. Oh, we're going to talk. Okay. Okay. We're going to talk about this. We'll talk about that later. Yeah, my eyes are like, wow. (laughs) But anyway, yeah, so... So you, you're telling me your background, but what exactly, tell me, like, what's your license in? What are you licensed in? I am licensed as an LPC. Okay. Licensed professional counselor, mm-hmm. supervisor. Okay. And board certified as an art therapist. Oh. So it's not a license in Texas. Okay. It's a license in a lot of other states, and hopefully in Texas soon. But right now, it is a certification, but okay. it's a master's degree. Okay, okay. This is good. This is good to know. Mm-hmm. And so you have told us about yourself. I was like, yeah, yeah. I was like tell me about yourself. A little bit. Too late. A little bit. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, there's more. There's, there's more. more. I can tell you all about my family. <laughs> <laughs> so, so how are art education and art therapy different? Oh, that's a good question. <clears throat> I think that's probably, sorry, I'm getting a little... <clears throat> a little something in my throat. It's allergies over here. <laughs> okay, so um, that's a big point of confusion for people because they're like, "What's well, art's art, right? Yeah, right, right. Well, yeah, art is for everyone. Mm-hmm. But the approaches that you take can be totally different. So if you are in school and you are in an art class or you're getting an art education, okay. you're going to be learning technique and skill. Okay. It's about the the thing that you're making. It's like the you get critiques of what you made and... Um, and it can be a whole different experience than in art therapy. Okay. In art therapy, I don't teach people technique and skill. Okay. As a priority. Hmm. I like exploration. Okay. And testing out things. So if I give you a, a set of watercolors, I may say, well, here's how they work. Okay. You've got to put water in them. <laughs> <You know? laughs> right, right. But I'm not going to say... What you have to do is this and then this, because right. that's going to be limiting to whatever the expression is that the person needs. Right. I may say, let's explore and, and play okay. a little bit before we do the thing that we're going to do, okay. so that you can get used to what it, what this media is like. You know, what does it feel like? What can it do? What it can't do? Mm-hmm. So we just call that media exploration. It's There's no grades. There's no have-tos. Okay. Um, it's more open to the goal of expression. Okay. So we call it process or product. So what's more important, the process of making the art or the product that comes out of the art making? The so product. Sometimes the product is important. Huh. But most of the time we focus on process in art therapy. Okay. So let's say... Um, you have someone who is always getting everything wrong. They get, uh, they're always told they're wrong or they're okay. getting in trouble all the time. Um, making a beautiful product mm-hmm. in art therapy would give them a lift. 
in self-image, self-esteem. Like, you got this right. Right. You know, so that would make the product important. But if you have someone that's um, coming into therapy, let's say they're super nervous, they've never had therapy before, they're worried and thinking maybe underneath everything they're thinking, I'm probably crazy. Right. right, (laughs) You know, that stigma. That stigma, yes. That old stigma, yeah. yeah. So you don't want to feed into that because it's not true for one okay I don't believe in the word crazy I don't either unless you're just being silly and just you know casual talk but I don't there's no diagnosis of crazy okay but um I want to help people feel comfortable so I will give them an art supply that they will have more success in right so that will lower the stress it's like in life general like if you give someone something they can become successful at then you see more of a a positive um um, you see more of a a a positive a flow of things that they do it is like it's like you said if you set someone up if you set someone up for success then they shall succeed but if you set someone else set someone up for failure then they're gonna fail and so you giving them the right tool to succeed that's a huge that's really huge yes and this is one of the many parts of art therapy that makes it a little dangerous Mm. for people that aren't educated and trained in the way we use art materials because you can with a very subtle and unknowing but well-meaning heart Mm -hmm. set someone up for an experience that may be negative right so we really want to have a comforting experience for people from all different symptomatic presentations, like however they come in, where they are, meeting them where they are, and moving them in the direction of healing. If that's this to the left, if it's to the right, of what we call the expressive therapies continuum. The ETC, the ETC. Is, is one way that we use art therapy. We have some art supplies that are really super loose. Okay. Like a watercolor would be hard to manage. Okay. Because water will just go where it wants right. to go. It flows. Right. So there's also ones that are really rigid, like pencil, because as an eraser, you can just keep changing things. Right. So along the spectrum, you have clay. That's what, yeah. You know, you got your paint, different kinds of paint. Clay paint. You got all kinds. Yeah. You got uh, oil pastels. Right. Chalk pastels. Right. Um, you're not going to give someone with asthma some chalk pastels, are you? You're not. Nope. <laughs> no. You better not. Okay. Nope. <laughs> nope. So, so you're not going to go and work with um, elder populations, older adults, and give them um, crayons. Okay. Because okay. it's going to be belittling to some so you're answering some of these good questions. Like I'm looking at the questions. Like oh, she's answered those questions. I was, gonna, okay. I was gonna ask you, like you know, how do therapists use art with the clients? But you're explaining uh-huh. how they actually use it with you know, you use your um, art supplies with your clients. Mm-hmm. But I can talk more about it. You can talk. <laughs> but how? If okay, for example, how would a how would you help someone with anxiety or depression mm-hmm. or any type of um, neurobiological neurobi- um, 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 differences? Well, whenever it's a neurobiological difference, mm-hmm. it's it becomes a maintenance need. Okay. So we're we're learning coping skills that can be used on a daily basis or as as needed. Okay. So one way I like to start off with is helping people learn about mandalas okay they're these circles that you can draw and then draw inside the circle okay color paint um doodle all kinds of things in in a circle shape and there have been research studies that have been done where they hook people up to blood pressure monitors okay and when they're working inside of a circle their blood pressure lowers Huh. It's really, really cool. And I, I, you know, when you read a study, you're like, oh, that sounds interesting. But <laughs> um, but I did work at Cook Children's Hospital for a couple of years, and I actually got to see it in real life. Oh, <laughs> it wow. was so cool. Wow. Was... I just got chills all over whenever <laughs> it happened. Huh. And I, was, I went in to work with a kiddo, and a, a nurse was in there taking the blood pressure because she was having to do it on, like, 10 to 15-minute intervals. Right. And I just had these cardboard, um, like, cake bottoms that I use for mandalas because they're hard, and you can just put them in your lap and color on oh, them. Oh, yeah. And um, 
so the kid was going, you know, doing the work, and then the nurse came in, did another blood pressure read, and it had dropped dramatically into oh. a normal range. Oh, wow. And so she was like, whatever you're doing, keep doing it. <laughs> and I was like, oh, my gosh, it really is true, you know. So it was so cool. Oh, so wow. That's, so I teach skills like that okay. to help with um, daily management. Okay. Um, so if you're feeling like you're getting, like, you know, really anxious or nervous, you right. can pull out a little, I like to have people um, carry a little notebook. Okay. And that do their daily mandala. Okay. And there's some different techniques to use to make them that I teach, but but that's just kind of like a one basic tool. Okay. I like, so you give them, like, you skill train them. Mm-hmm. So after they have a session with you, you give them the skill to, to train them in order for them to continue to be successful in their everyday life right. after they leave, after they leave you, which is important right. in therapy you yes. know um you give them the skill while they're while they're here and then let's see while i'm not here mm-hmm. can you fulfill can you do this same skill without me supervising you or telling you okay try it this way how how successful can you be without me right. and that's the point of, of a therapist and a counselor to see their to to see your success mm-hmm. after you have done, you know, what you Exactly. Did. Yeah. So we're one of those jobs where okay. you train people to not need you. Yeah. Oh, and <laughs> I like when they need me. <laughs> Please need me. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> so how do art and music enhance education? Oh, goodness. Well, I think that art and music are some of the rare ways that we utilize all subject matter in schools it really takes everything to create you got to have history you got to have math you got to have all the subjects um because it includes all parts your whole brain yeah all parts and and same with music and they say you know the reason probably why I'm not really musically inclined is they say that it's also your mathematical part of your brain. I am not a good math person. Oh, me either. <laughs> Hold on, but I can count my money. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah, I can keep a spreadsheet, but let's not talk about algebra. <laughs> let's not. Um, but, um, yeah, so, I mean, it's. I think it's just part of the human condition okay. is to be creative. Yeah. In many ways. Some people will say, well, I'm not an artist. Right. Well, you know what? You are. Right. We all are. It's our birthright as hmm. people. If you go back into ancient history, what do we know about ancient humans? From the artifacts that yeah. are left behind. I didn't think about it. That's a good one. From the artifacts. The artifacts. Yeah. The cave drawings. Yeah. The tools that were made. Right. So everyone can think of a way they're creative in their life. Do you cook? You oh. are creating. You know what? I am a... I didn't tell you that secret. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I'm a really great cook, and oh. that's my, my real... I love What's to cook. What's your specialty? Everything. Name that I cook. It. Really? Yeah. I, I cook. Oh. I'm good at Italian food, but it's so fatty, so I have to be careful. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm a big health nut, too, so okay. I'm like, how many calories? What is this? What is this? Okay. I mean, that's me. But I can cook anything. Do you Maybe. do the vegan thing? You know what? No. Because I like meat. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so, no. But um, it when I cook, because I paint, too, so, I, you know, okay. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a big, like, I like to create. Yeah. And so when I create, I, I like to be able to, um, when I, when I display my food right it's really pretty wow like i want you to, to enjoy looking at it while you enjoy eating it wow. and so the so you're basically martha stewart right you can do everything don't tell everybody oh my goodness but no but so you're married right somebody no. snatched you up no no no, no, this, no I, you know what i'm not married okay, yet okay. but this is a little ring i promised to myself okay gotcha, so, gotcha. yeah okay. yeah so not married yeah me either i don't yeah. know what's wrong uh, we're, Mar- we're little martha stewart's running around i guess here. so i guess so <laughs> But yeah, but I I I enjoy the creativity uh, the creativity side, which I can see right. people um, going to art therapy and, mm-hmm. and 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 really enjoying it and l- learning a skill, and then also mm-hmm. being able to decrease their depression because mm-hmm. it's like you're releasing that through a pencil or a pen or yes. watercolors. So I get it; it those two go hand it in hand. It unpacks into the art. Yeah, and you walk away from it. Yeah, you, and you can what? point at it. Yeah, you, know and you go. What? It's over there. I just thought about that. I mean, that's, that's, these these are good little notes I'm taking from you. Yeah, yeah. So I can use when I talk to my friends. Okay, okay. <laughs> about what, about me and my cookie. Yeah. Um. So, how can schools encourage more youth to get involved outside? They require art and music courses. 
Well, there are so many things in the community that that youth can do mm-hmm. to expand and enhance their artistic ability. Okay. I mean, there's places that they can go to take classes, of course. Right. But I think that um, for your average kid that may have, you know, a parent that's working and can't drive them all over. Right. You know, you can create at home with minimal supplies. You don't need that much. I have teens that, that w- I work with uh-huh. that they have a couple of supplies. They have paper. Okay. Or they have a computer. Okay. Um, one person does these graphic images that through a program mm-hmm. that are unbelievable. Oh, wow. And this other one does things with marker, like Copic markers and drawing. And, right. And created this whole world of, of characters, and, and it's just amazing. And so there's, it doesn't take, like, a lot of money to find a way to be creative, but um, I just think that it should be accessible to everyone. Right. So... That's one thing that's a goal of Dallas Art Therapy is to find funding to help us expand what we offer okay. to adults and youth because art therapy is for everyone. It's not just for kids. Right. Um, and actually, I did a, a, um, a breakdown of my practice, and okay. actually I see more adults than kids right now. Well, you know, I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't, in my mind, it didn't seem that way. But, right, right. Yeah. When you, you said with your creativity, it just takes imagination. Mm-hmm. You know, I actually interviewed a guy named Frederick Douglass, and he started his um, his art journey through erasers. I'm going to show you some of his work okay. when we get done with this. You're oh, going to be cool. like, wow. When I'm, it just erasers. So it, awesome. it, it, it is. It just takes your imagination. And sometimes patience is just depending on what you're doing mm-hmm. in, the art, um, in the art field. And so um, I don't want people to feel discouraged because it's not only for kids. No. <laughs> no. It's for adults, too, you know. I've had... A- Grown men come to therapy that felt like there wasn't much in life mm. to really enjoy. Yeah. And um, this one gentleman in particular jumps into my mind. Um, he had a natural talent for drawing. He didn't realize he'd ever had it. Right. And he started doing portraits for all of his friends. He developed a whole new identity as an artist. Right. Um, and he didn't need therapy anymore. And he was like, I got it now. I'm I back. Got, right. Back, you know? <laughs> So, if the listeners, we're listening, if the listeners are like, hey, you know what? I really, really like Miss Davis. I'm just like, I have to. I think I want to come visit her. <laughs> please, Miss Davis, help me. <laughs> Andrea, please help me. How would they visit you? Like, how would they contact you? How would they, like, how would you prefer to be contacted? You know, because I found her through my professional stalking. <laughs> I'm really good at it. Now it's easy. Professional stalker. <laughs> now I went to Google. Uh, everybody Googles everybody these days, don't they? Oh, man. You have yeah. to be careful. Yeah. <laughs> but if, if, if my audience said, hey, you know, I'm in the Dallas Metroplex, and I um, I want to visit her. I want to do some art, yeah. some art therapy. I yeah. want to be able to do to release some stress. Mm-hmm. How would they contact you well there's a lot of ways to contact me one is to go to dallasarttherapy.org and there's a way to contact me there another way is i'm getting you my hipaa compliant phone number (gasps) Ooh. (laughs) those of you don't know what that is yeah oh yeah i'm like ooh. (laughs) it is it means it's private and if you leave a message on it it's it's not going to be accessible to anyone right except for me yes okay and that number is 972-360-9633, and that should be a good number to call. What about, are you in social media? I am. We have a Facebook page for Dallas Art Therapy, um, and you can keep um, in touch that way. Okay. Um, I wouldn't use social media as a way to reach out if you're feeling suicidal or if right. you're in crisis, because that's an urgent situation that needs to be addressed immediately okay. and um social media is a casual forum right so i would call the number okay. if you need to be seen immediately and okay. if you are having um any trouble with um, staying safe okay please go to the hospital okay. call 911 or go okay. to the hospital reach out to a friend who can drive you right. um your life is very important and we don't want the delay in getting help for you we do not your life is important it's very very important yes and i know you and i both have some experience with losing people that we love and we understand that um even if you're in a crisis 
right now right that um understand that you are you have meaning to people that you don't even realize yeah you have meaning to yeah your value is more important than you than you know you know this month is um um, september so it's suicide um, prevention month and so this is so important um Mm -hmm. i am a huge advocate we both huge advocates of mental health and we're huge advocates of um you know, reaching out in the community and helping those that really truly need help, spreading awareness yes. about suicide and depression and anxiety and things of that nature is, is, is important. And so we want everybody to know your lives do matter. Yes. Your lives, it counts. It does. And if you've been feeling kind of down and um, maybe you suffer from anxiety or depression and you need um, to meet some awesome people mm. who know totally what it's all about and you want to make art with them oh i like we that. have a free group when is this group now hold on tell you didn't tell <laughs> she, she said free girls free. honey she said free um guys okay it's guys a, and girls she said free so tell me about this because I'm, I'm gonna have to go to this it's a free art therapy group that meets once a month on the last saturday of the month so the next one is on september 29th okay. from 2 to 4 p.m here Ooh. at the 6060 north central expressway oh, wow. It is sponsored by Foundation 45. Oh, my God. And so it's an amazing group of people. We okay. do art every month. Okay. Last month we did some stepping stones, and, okay. and we talked about um, a certain aspect of mental health that you know we can all process through. Okay. And this month we're doing the masks we wear. Mm. So mask making. You know what? I will be attending. Okay. And I will bring some people with me. Okay. Make sure you call and, and get on the list because we have seats for 12 people. Okay. So before yes. I, when I get out this interview <laughs> with her, I'm going to put my name on the list ASAP. Okay. Like right now. Awesome. Well, Andrea, thank you so much. You're so welcome. For interviewing with The Help Show. This is, I had a great time interviewing you. I learned a lot about education and art. Um... I in, I'm enjoying your office space. I will probably be back for some, you know, for my own therapy issues because I think everybody has little issues. I'm sorry, everybody does. I, I think it's you know life. Right? Thank you, <laughs> and um, thank you so much for. Oh, I almost forgot something that's very important. Yeah, yeah. Actually, Ruth, I want to say T T T. Thank you, thank you, thank you. We always tell the t- people that we're interviewing, the professionals. Thank you, thank you, thank you for taking the time to interview them with the Help Show. She's very busy, very very busy, yeah. and um, you just helping me helping the help show spread awareness yeah. is extremely important. Well, I'm busy doing stuff like this that I love, <laughs> everything that I love. Yeah. I'm a cancer survivor, so I don't only do what I love. Oh, so I'm a. Oh, so we're, gonna hug, we're gonna have to hug this one out. I'm not sure. So, so thank you, thank you, thank you for interviewing the help show. Okay, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you um, for interviewing with us today at The Help Show. Um, this month, we talk about art and education and how it truly is important, um, how important art education is. So we're going to get this um, interview up and going because I know Tiffany's ready. And, <laughs> and I'm ready as well. So um, tell us about yourself and how did you get introduced to art, Cedric? Well, of course, my name is Cedric Chandler. I am a true Dallasite, right. which you don't find very many. Yeah. Um, I'm a Dallas, I'm a Dallas Independent School District graduate, uh, and I got into art, you know, drawing here and there throughout middle school, high school, elementary, and so forth. But I can distinctly remember attending Oliver Wendell Holmes Middle School and Classical oh. Academy. Hi. And I had Miss Sally Reed as my art teacher, and she gave me my first set of watercolors, and she gave me a book by Georgia O'Keeffe, wow. and that's how I remember going home and trying to redraw everything that Georgia O'Keeffe painted. Uh, I would also draw from like Ebony magazines and Jet magazines oh. and things like that. And I would just find myself drawing and and into the creative arts. Whereas most people in my neighborhood or young people in my neighborhood wanted to play basketball and football. Mm-hmm. I was kind of the different kid. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Always in academy and magnets and vanguard programs mm-hmm. and things like that. And I think being in those academic structures, we're always pushed to be creative. Right. To think outside of the box and to go beyond 
what people set as your limit or your boundary. Mm -hmm. And that's where I really found my passion for the arts. Okay. Particularly visual arts. Okay, so... Um, we know you went to to Holmes, but I know you are a Raider. I am a Skyline and, graduate, and so as is well. Tiffany. So we're Raiders sitting here, go Raiders. Yes. And so, what cluster were you in? I was in one of the art clusters in at Skyline I was Advertising Design. Oh, okay, yeah. So okay. Uh, there, I had Miss um, Mary Nutter and Miss Becky Coors okay. as my cluster teachers, mm-hmm. but I also had Sunny Walter and Cynthia Anzaldua okay. as my fine arts teachers in high school, huh. and. Again, they push you to be creative and go outside of the box and experiment with this and try this media and do this. And it really tapped into me being um, experimenting with a lot of different medias, trying to see what this would look like or how this might come out or how this may turn out. So it was very, very uh, inspiring for me. To be able to work with art, to do art, to draw art, to just be art, you know. That is true. You do push your you do push your boundaries as an artist. Very much so. Yeah, and you don't have to um I I'm a you know, I'm not asking these questions, I'm like lap I talk a lot. But anyway, um what made me think about pushing um your creativity in artists, you don't have to be an artist that grows up grow up painting and drawing because Tiffany and I we interviewed um um, three, not three, five, seven, eleven. I'm sorry, but the other um. Frederick Douglass, aka two one seven. Sorry, twenty one seven. I'm sorry. He's he all he's like Nayetta, but the other artist that um had depression when he got divorced, um, Miles, Miles Davis, Davis. Yes, and so basically he found his art and his passion and pushed his boundaries in his thirties, and so I say this because. Tiffany is always like, oh, I'm not an artist. But she actually showed me this really pretty picture that she did. And I thought it was amazing. for some, And I didn't tell you this, but it was really amazing because she doesn't paint, but she has an eye for art. So let's go into your question number two. Sorry. <laughs> Thank you so much. I'm sorry, because she looked at me like, Nayetta. What are you talking about? I'm sorry. Okay, but you did mention these amazing educators that influenced you. But what was the art classroom experience like when you growing up because I, I remember and I and I do say that I'm not an artist but I've always been exposed to art and I did like scene design like I've, I've done a lot of different art things I just wouldn't say that's the gifting that the Lord has given me it is a talent which is something that's different so uh but for just the classroom experience what was it like for you growing up yeah. In in the art classroom, yeah, in just art growing classes, up in general. Yeah. Just well, in as a child, room. I did not have very many art classes huh. outside of huh. public education. Okay. Um, I didn't attend classes at the Y or the Boys and Girls Club. All of my uh, art education came from Dallas public schools. Oh, wow. Um, and the educators that I mentioned. Mm-hmm. Uh, other than that, it was me trying to do a rendering from a magazine or a painting or something right. that I saw or going to the library and checking out all these art books and going home and trying to redraw everything that I saw. Oh, wow. So I, 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 one of my things I tend to tell people is that I think God put a creative director artist inside my head <laughs> yeah. and it's up to me to use him and get get out, get him out there. Mm-hmm. So... Um, Growing up as a child, art was a very, it was a place for me to lose myself and mm-hmm. find myself at the same time. Oh, wow. Okay. I can see if, that. If that makes any it sense. It makes sense. Yes. Yeah. And so I guess that, that public school classroom where people don't really think that art has an impact, I mean, that was your introduction to it as, oh, this is like a real thing. Yeah. It, it's like it's a real thing. It's not just thing. this thing I want to do just and to make myself feel good. When, I, when I'm teaching my students and I'm telling my students, there's an aspect of art in just about everything you, that we mm-hmm. do. Yes. Yeah, when we look at the elements of art, yes. when we look at the principles of design, such yes. as line, color, shape, form, texture, value, no yes. matter what industry you work in, mm-hmm. or no, mo- no matter what industry you survey, they're going to have an art department, or graphic department, mm-hmm. or fashion, right. or the auto industry, right. or culinary arts, yeah, or computers. engineering design, or right. computers. Everyone starts with looking at line, shape, form, texture, value to create whatever it is that we're creating. Mm-hmm. So there's so many occupations and fields that you can get into if you have an art background or if hmm. you have a passion for art. If you think, hey, I think I might want to do this, right. and you explore those avenues. 
So you said, okay, so the question is not on, it's not the question that's on here, but I have to ask you this since you're an art teacher. Do you tell your students to like draw inside the line or do you have, because you know, as a kid, um, pre-K through to your 12th grade, you know, when you're a kid, they will give you an assignment, take, take this home and draw or color this picture. And so color inside the lines, is that important to you as a teacher? I know you're teaching. I, I give my students an objective that I would like for them to master. Okay. However, they may see that objective in a totally different way or a totally different narrative okay. or a totally different color scheme. Okay. And what I do tell my kids is try to follow these guidelines that I'm giving you. But if okay. you want to change something or rearrange something or alter it, feel free to do so. I like that. Because that's the part of, that's the creative aspect of it. Right, you right. Know, everyone is not going to be a, a Michelangelo or a, or Georgia O'Keeffe or a Cedric Chandler. Yes. You know, you may be the next whomever you are. Right. Um, who knows? Okay. okay. So that when it comes to art, there is no right or wrong answer. There right. is no, this is correct. This is absolutely wrong. It's, it's both objective and subjective at the same time. Like that. That's, I asked you that question because I actually read an article about um, re, I mean about drawing inside the line. So I wanted to know your perspective and what you thought about students students following guidelines. Mm -hmm. And is it okay to actually um, be that teacher and say, you know what, push to push those boundaries, but to push those boundaries, saying, you know what, it's okay to not follow a couple of rules. Cause, it and, is. and there's no rules in art. That's what's so great. So I, I kind of want to see where your mind went with that and, and what your response was going to be. Unlike the other subjects in school we teach, you know, language arts. Mm -hmm. yeah. There are going to be certain yes. rules for grammar. Yeah. Right. For math, <laughs> Which I there's totally going feel to be <laughs> one plus one equals two. Those things will never right. change. Right. However, with art, we can always see things in a different aspect or in a different color. Or let's say... I want to do this in pen and pencil. Well, this right. person says, hey, I want to do this in watercolor. Right. Or this person says, hey, I want to do this in clay. Right. And they become a ceramic artist and so mm. forth. So mm. it's just, it's one of those never-ending fields that always reinvents itself. Right. That's inspired by itself. It's so wonderful. So. And I think about like modern art and um, just how a lot of it is and even just how music, it, it takes from the old and, and redistributes it right. and just making that okay. Because a lot of our kids, you know, well, because I'm not an original, it, it's not good enough for it. It's like, no, you can take those influences and right. reinterpret it. And we want to see your perspective. That's mm -hmm. really what art is about, right? Getting your yeah, point yeah. of view out to the world so they can understand your experience. Okay. Um, so moving forward with our questions, you know, we're talking about it, but what, what benefits do you see uh, for young people who embrace public, you know, art in public school, I know it's some for some kids it's required, sometimes it's elective. But right. what difference do you see in those kids that really lose themselves, like you say, and find themselves in art class? Um, art can be very therapeutic. Mm, very much as so. a child, as a teenager, as an adult, mm -hmm. uh, as a senior citizen, it allows you to address issues that you perhaps don't talk about. Mm -hmm. um, address issues that you don't want to talk about. It allows you to convey moods and moments and right. ideas that help you to move forward from a place where you were that you may not want to be. Mm -hmm. um, it inspires you to be better, to be great, to be greater than you are. So kids that get involved in art in school can find it as a creative outlet, you know, whether it's d dealing with bullying mm -hmm. or a problem at home yeah. or thinking creatively, how can I solve this social issue that's going on within my community? Right. Yeah. Um, there, it, it's always a solution w that you can find in art. Yeah. Beautiful. Thanks. I think he kind of just answered my question for number four. <laughs> how can art and music help young people who struggle with mental health issues, but you know, you did speak about, you know, bullying, bullying you know, um, and um, in, uh, in other issues that, you know, happen at the school, at, at the school. I know you being a, a teacher, you see um, a lot of, a, a lot of students change sometimes for the good and for the worst. And then, and also being um, an art teacher, I know you see this through their art. And sometimes you can pick up 
how pick up how they're feeling mm-hmm. and what's going on in just an image of a, an image. Exactly. And so how how can you know how can art and music help young people who struggle with mental health issues? That um, you can you know at, at at young ages um, in school. A lot of students, a lot of young people may not be adept with dealing with their emotions or right. managing their emotions or dealing with those issues that are that they haven't to address yes. at such a young age. So if they turn to art, if they turn to music, it can be a a um, prescription, so to speak, yeah. uh, with addressing those mental health issues. And sometimes it can also be a sign for a mental health issue mm-hmm. that the parent may not be aware of or that other teachers may not be aware of or that even a counselor may not be aware of until it's brought to surface or someone brings it to attention by saying, you know, why did you draw this picture or why did you use this color? Right. And that's where you get into color symbolisms or what's the meaning of the picture or what's the meaning of the the illustration that you did, mm-hmm. and sometimes it, it, it's that breakthrough moment right. for that student, for that adult, for anyone, yeah. as to this is what's going on with me, and this is how I can verbalize it, because I can't physically or literally verbalize it with words, right. but I can say it with a, a, a illustration. And it's interesting you say that, but, you know, working with kids uh, for so long, it's funny how once the picture's, picture's drawn, it's like they, they have the words after, but before it's like it's stuck. And it's like the, the art is kind of that, like you said, medium to, to really give, give life to what they're experiencing. Mm-hmm. And it's like once they share with someone else, then it, they have more, more voice, more, more, more voice. to say, and they're able to articulate it much better. So. I definitely agree with everything you just uh, said there. Uh, before we get to this next question, I did have a, another thing to ask about. Opportunities for young people to explore their artist side. Like, are there still art clubs? Are there still yeah. competitions and things like that in the schools that you see? Well, there are a variety of um, ways for students to explore their um, artistic ability. Okay. Um, most campuses will have an art club. Okay. Um, if they don't have an art club, then they allow an opportunity for the kids to come in before or after school. Okay. Um, sometimes we have what's called like an open lab, okay. whereas you're not in my class mm-hmm. this semester, okay. but you still can come in before school or after school to work on a particular project or experiment with whatever we're doing. Okay. If you say, hey, I really want your art class, but my schedule wouldn't allow for it. Is there any way I can come in and work with you or do something. So a lot of our campuses do um, That's something I didn't know. Uh, yeah. allow students that are not in our class to come in and, and be involved in our op- art programs that are going on in our campuses. Okay. Um, we also have um, various con- art contests and um, um, just come up with programs the year? throughout the year, okay. such as like March. Okay. is uh, Youth Art and Youth Music Month. Okay. Okay. And that is a uh, thing that we celebrate as a school district. Um, mm-hmm. And it's also celebrated uh, nationwide, mm-hmm. statewide, mm-hmm. Um, where it's all about students creating artwork that they want to exhibit, you know, at, at Youth Art Month exhibits. Oh, that's so, amazing. Um, for the past couple of years, we were able to have our Youth Art Month exhibit at the African American Museum at oh. the Historic Fair Park. Okay. And I believe, if I'm not mistaken, this year will be at the Dallas Contemporary. Oh, wow. Which is just a change of venue. We oh, actually okay. visited there yeah. a few months ago. It's a beautiful space. That's going to be amazing. Yes. It's really nice. Yeah. So yeah. imagine that every campus in our district, yeah. um, Dallas ISD having over 200 campuses. That's amazing. That's will have approximately mm. two to five students per campus exhibiting work in our huh. Youth Art Month That is um, amazing. Show. So definitely keep us posted please. on that. Please. We can share that with please, the show please, listeners. Yes. I just couldn't imagine, you know, I, a lot of opportunities as a kid, but to, to see your art in a museum at like 12. Oh, <laughs> just man. Just know that it's possible. That's it's life-changing. And another thing I try to do in my classroom as a art educator and also as a practicing artist um, I'm I'm kind of not traditional when it comes to putting student artwork on a bulletin board. Mm-hmm. I tend to always frame and map the students' work oh, because I they like see it in a different perception level. where okay. it's like, 
oh, that's my artwork in that frame, you know? And it's <laughs> right. just like, yeah, 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 you did that. And so then at the end of the year, um, I get to let them take it home in the mat. Right. So oh, they can wow. put it in their own frame, right. and oh, it's still gallery. yeah, exactly, right. exactly. Wow. So wow. it's it's nice. different when I see my students complete up an assignment, mm. and then they see it just like on watercolor paper or on Canson paper or whatever we've done it on, and then they come in the next day and it's like framed. It's just like that's my work, and I was like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, that is your work, you know. <laughs> so I think it's exciting for both of. Them. For them to see, and it's exciting for me to see the joy that, hey, I accomplished that, I did that, I created that. And that always takes me back to my first experience at O.W. Holmes. Right. When I was given my first set of watercolors, I think I'll never forget that. Never forget that. And I guess before we uh, go to our next question, talking about your your personal art uh, that you do, can you give us... I guess a little bit of description of like the mediums you use and the themes that you explore. Well, my forte is watercolor and okay. pen and ink. That's okay. what I have a passion for. Okay. Uh, although I do, that, I do try to experiment <laughs> into the other medium mediums as well. So um, paper, collage, okay. um, um, clay? acrylic. I'm not the best not, not a ceramic <laughs> artist, but I, I have I have played around with clay, and I uh-huh. do love it. That is therapeutic it in is itself. Very, yes, it yes. kind of just like you're one with the clay. Yes. But I will definitely say that my my forte is watercolor and pen and ink, and I'm branching into using acrylic more. Okay, yeah. what kind I like of themes that. do you explore? Um, yeah. I'm actually working on two different collections right okay. now. Okay, uh, and it's funny that we're doing this podcast because one of the collections I've been brainstorming for over a year okay. um, and it deals with addressing mental health okay. and mental health awareness in men of color Okay, yeah. I like because that. it's kind of like taboo we don't talk about that we don't share our feelings you don't mm-hmm. cry yeah. you don't say ouch you don't you know let anyone know what's going on you're right. always stoic and you have it together right but at some point even the person who always has it together right. needs a shoulder to lean Most on. Most definitely. Or needs someone to prop them up. Right. You know, because it's, 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 mental health is necessary. Yes. Very it's just like I tell people all the time, well, if you go to the doctor when you're ill and you go to the dentist when you have a toothache, it's also very important that you take care of your mental health. Yeah, Most your emotional pain yes. is real. Yes. Exactly. Thank you. Yeah, I, like I just that. and I'm just audience for a little FYI. We we met him at an art show. We discussed <laughs> his art in length, and I'm just I still want to see some of it. So <laughs> yeah. I'm just like, so what is it like? Yeah, I'm just, so being so an I, art nerd. I'm excited. I'm um, excited. Yeah. I have um, yeah. started a second collection. Okay, which I'm, is kind of a. I want to see this first. Spin off from the first collection. collection. Okay. So now I'm just trying to find a venue to have a one man show. Mm. And, uh, it's going to be like you can talk one, to. one night only. Mm. And try to get as many this people back home. Get it in, get it out. I like this. <laughs> I like this. That's going to be great. Okay, so we'll switch back to our topic about art and education. But teachers are people too, people. That's <laughs> yeah, thank you. Yes, they are. Yes, they, they are. Yes. And passion. Um, but yeah, you can do that. So, how can parents encourage art or music education for their child? Um, I would tell the parents to allow their children to explore as many different avenues of art uh-huh. or music or programs of participation as they can. Mm-hmm. A lot of times you find parents that want their child to run track or play basketball mm-hmm. or, or play football or and and they their child may be a great athlete but I would still allow that child to explore other avenues mm-hmm. or other um, ways to be creative or show a talent that they may not even know that they have because even though I found my passion in the seventh grade um, I remember uh, I told my mom I want to be in band and she went and got me a drum okay. and then I said I don't want to play the drum anymore and then <laughs> she, I went and got clarinet okay. you know and then um, and then I also got into uh, cheerleading mm-hmm. and palm athletics yes. and it was like my mom was like well baby whatever you want to do <laughs> right. you know, I'm, I'm, I'm behind you yes. Yes. you know 
And I think my mom was my 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 biggest supporter and my greatest fan. And to this day, she is my greatest confidant and my best friend because she has supported me through my entire life. She's she's the the first heartbeat that I I heard, you know. And mom, we talk daily, you know. Okay. Is even just hey, good mom, good morning, mom. How's it going? Or it's. Allow them to do what they want to do within right. reason. Right. <laughs> within reason. Right. But you know, but but you never know <laughs> what your child can be if you don't allow them to be. To allow, yeah, you know, very much true. so they may want to explore art. They may want to explore culinary art. They yeah. want to, may want to do cosmetology or yeah. hair and let them. Yeah. Let them allow yes. them. Yeah. You know. Creating so, beautiful things. Exactly. So many exactly. Forms. So I would say never hold your child back from trying something just because you're uncomfortable with them trying it. Right. You know. And I would say to add to that is, you know, don't let money be the, the, the barrier because there are so many organizations out here that want everyone to have equal access to the arts. And there's right. free museums and the Museum of Art has it. Yes. And of course, your school. It is a part of their public education. Right. And so, you know, don't let the fear that, because art can be expensive, because materials cost money, but if you find the right avenue, your kids can get supported, and then they can eventually support themselves. Exactly. You know, you, know, you can, my, my niece, actually, she's a construction science art architect now, but she won an art contest in, like, the 11th grade, and it was a little money for her to go to college with. And, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's still a big passion of hers, you know, just doing her own doodles and yeah. stuff on the side. So it's not something you just put down once you graduate. You know, it's something that can be a part of your, your life. I, I don't think I could ever imagine my life without yeah. art. art. Yeah, but it's like, I want people to understand, too, art is all around you. You don't have to go out and buy it. You know, my girlfriend, Stephanie Tolaco, she, um, as she's a, um, she, she built so she's a um, what do you call it? Do real developer. estate? She's a developer, and so on her on her work site, she picks up stuff from from the um, from the sites and pick them pick them up, and they're part of her art. Mm-hmm. Or when you're like on a daily walk, just picking up things, or on the side of the street, this is like art is all around you. Mm-hmm. It's just it's just what you want to do with the pieces that you have found. Mm-hmm. They're like little treasures. And so, yes, there are so many free, um, free programs in the Dallas Metroplex, but then also there's free in your neighborhood, there's free on the ground. It's just, if you're, you're an artist, there's no limit. Mm-hmm. There's no limit. There's nothing stops you but you. You know, you guys talking about the art, I, the arts, I absolutely love the arts. Absolutely. And you being an art teacher, I'm a little jealous right now. <laughs> I'm, even with the kids young, I'm jealous. Because <laughs> you get to do something you enjoy. Exactly. Every single day. It's like, work, but it's not it's work, work because it's, it's like. <laughs> yeah, look, look, you know, she's like, let me remind you it's work. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. Well, that's, that, that is good advice, though. It's just let them be, you know, let the kids be. And that's something as a therapist, I try to, you know, some, I love when my parents are involved, but sometimes, you know, their, their grip is the tightest. Yeah. <laughs> That's what creates the anxiety. And then the kid is like, let the girl live it. They're, they're 13. Yeah. Let, them, let them breathe. But uh, it's all about finding that balance. And, and I feel like art's a good way to, to balance somebody's life out just by being able to express what they have. Yeah. Well, Sadie, we're going to wrap this up. Um, I for, I'm so rude. I forgot to say um, the TTT. Thank you, thank you, thank you <laughs> for interviewing with the Help Show. We um, this is a great interview. I can't wait to every everyone hears the interview. Um, you're so welcome. And Tiffany, you're always freaking amazing. <laughs> She, she's my boo. I'm just, <laughs> Tiffany's my boo. Y'all don't even know. <laughs> she's in one interview without me, y'all, and she's just like, I need you. <laughs> I'm clingy. I'm clingy. Okay. <laughs> well, no, Cedric, you know, from the moment we met you, I just knew we just had to get you on the show, so we, we appreciate to. it. We'll, well probably call you me. back. Just, just yeah. be ready. Anytime. For anytime. your part, for your, um, your, your, I know you're going to have a whole art gallery. Yes. I can't wait we to attend it. We definitely want to promote your show. Yes, most it's definitely. going to be amazing. Let us know. We're gonna put I will definitely energy. keep you in the loop and yeah. keep you in the loop. Maybe you'll teach us how to do a backflip if he gets to do it. Yeah, about that there. So thank you guys for listening to The Help Show. Stay tuned. So Tiffany, what did you think about Andrea? Andrea was great. Um, shout out to fellow LPC. You know, we're out here. Um, <laughs> I really did enjoy her discussing, you know, the difference between art and art education. I feel like that's a very important uh, thing to note because a lot of parents, you know, if you 
propose the idea of, hey, maybe your kid needs to see a therapist. Well, they are. They go. They do art at school. Yeah. Ain't that enough? And it's like, well, no. No, it's not enough. <laughs> no. Because it's not for a grade when you're going to a therapist. It's for your own edification. So yeah. she was awesome. Um, awesome interview. And then we had... Chandler, Mr. Chandler, Mr. yes, Chandler. Our, our fellow Skyline Raider. Raiders. Uh, look, I was like, he yes. is a very interesting gentleman, and I really enjoyed his 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 energy. And he just, just left, so and passion, <laughs> and just they don't know that. But no, no, that's why his energy still in the room. <laughs> okay, well, you sure that's energy he left? Oh, you know what? Oh, I'm just teasing. <laughs> said, you it was love first sight. Um, but no, he really broke down. Just the passion it takes to number one, just be a teacher in yeah. public education. Takes a lot. Working in low income uh, yes. area, uh, and he gives back. He he's from the neighborhood that he works in. Like yes. uh, that's something that I feel like needs to happen even more than it does. And then his passion for art, and then the fact that he takes the time to give himself yes. and feed into his own artistic like life. It's it's just so inspiring, and I hope you guys got a lot out of that conversation because we did. And so, you know, at at the end of the day, I just interviewing Cedric and Andrea. They, you know, they they said a lot of things the same. Um, as far as Andre, oh, just like Andrea, she. Um, what did she say? We were we were talking when the when the camp when the um, when the microphone was off. How how therapy takes not one step of, at a time. What did you say that I really? You said something I really really liked on Tiffany. Oh, you no. have to kind of it's like, more about the process, not yes, the product. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, okay. You like what? What about <laughs> like, huh? like, Yeah, she does say lots of things, but it is, <laughs> but it is, it is the process. Mm-hmm. And so th- the same thing with art is it's the process. Mm-hmm. And so you do have to work on these things. And you know, a, a therapist, a counselor, a, you know, an LPC, you they only can do so much. Mm-hmm. You know, we're only there for an hour. Yeah, <laughs> a week. I mean, but still, it's only an hour. That's it. That hour goes by fast. And then, so you have to be able to work on where they left off at. Mm-hmm. And so, with those two interviews, they're absolutely amazing. Um, and we really, really hope you enjoyed. And I learned so much from both of you guys. Okay, so thank you for listening to The Help Show. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at The Help Show. And remember to subscribe to the podcast. Please leave comments. We want to know what you think. We sure do. Hello. <laughs> Give us all the thoughts. This podcast is produced by Nayada Reynolds, Tiffany Lindley, and Davian Abney. <laughs>